Cool. <clears throat> Just got off of work. These dogs I'm boarding fucking pissed all over and shit like uh, that. So I'm a little late. Fuck. What's up? How's your? Are oh, you good, man? It's good, man. How was yours? Like your shirt? Thanks, man. Well, got Twenty bucks, <laughs> including shipping. Get yours. Thanks for the support, bro. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I've been good, busy. Good. You know, the company had some announcements this, uh, so, you know, this past week. So glad you said that because I saw busy week. on Twitter, uh, it was trending how much everybody fucking hated Apple because no USB C or something. Oh, whatever. I don't feel like talking about that because that's work for me. So let's talk about something else other than like tech related news. Uh, how about the fucking craziness with the UFC card going on right now dude that's something else what in the fuck kind of like what kind of WWE shit is going on here man Um, so they had drama last night the night before the weigh-ins, like of the night of the press conference. Yeah, I mean, they canceled was, the press conference because reportedly 57 of members of Diaz's team confronted 27 of Kamzat's team, but it turned out to initially have been Kevin Holland and Kamzat having an altercation. Then it was Diaz. And nobody knows. And then Kamzat missed the weight by a landslide. That was like not Like 10 pounds. That was today. Eight and a half that, that happened. That was not professional at all insane at all um so now and he had was, beef with kevin holland in the back so now they have to fight yeah and what's interesting about the way they did the fights was nate and tony has been a fight that's been talked about and wanted for a while because that's what's made sense i mean let's match these guys up pretty cool and Kamzat kevin holland was a fight that was buzzing and How, was it i haven't heard that yeah six or seven months ago it was like hey these two are on a course they want to fight and then you know just the way it happened is perfect and it's kind of a relief because even if nate won he was going to get his ass kicked hard for a couple rounds yeah and i didn't see him take that so so is kevin holland a middleweight he's similar to kamzat he's he's 185 no he's similar to kamzat he's a welterweight that goes up to middleweight sometimes right that's what i'm saying okay so but he's a welterweight all right but he so was he fights 170 normally yeah but he was fighting that other guy to catch weight 179 so comes out so that kind of worked one. out perfect yeah and then that other guy's fighting Li Jing Ling which is poor Li Jing Ling he's the one yeah. who got fucked in all this because now he's fighting a guy 10 pounds heavier yeah and uh but that guy not as big of a name as Kevin yeah. Holland either so I don't like think that out of everybody that, that that's the yeah out of but, everybody he kind of got fucked well I mean it could go in his favor because he could get a great win because he's a good fighter top 10 and the other guy yeah who the fuck knows this guy and i was listening to him in an interview and he was saying stuff like, he was literally saying stuff like i'm a gangster too just like nate diaz and that's why people are gonna love me because i don't give a fuck mm, like this so he's probably terribly terrible terrible skill wise he's a, he's another one dude he's just the yeah. fucking another one so just it could be one. good for lee but yeah, that was crazy turn of events, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm happier to see Nate not have to take on, because I mean that, that that was a bad matchup because the UFC was setting Nate up to fail. Yeah, as well as Tony, they're building new names off of two guys that are out the door, and now that's happened in the fighters' favor. So, wow, <laughs> interesting. Very insane turn of events. But the big thing was it was noted that Kamzat's energy was off this week because he was, uh, I guess, beefing with a lot of people. It's like hmm. on edge. And then it made sense because yeah, he missed the weight. And, and then a super fan person that's kind of always on Twitter called Mini Khabib takes pictures with all the fighters at all, all the events. And they posted a picture with Kamzat and said last night he was eating... I think they named a dessert and drinking sparkling water all night. And I was worried about him because he still had to weigh in because fighters are cutting weight. That's a, a lot of weight to cut. Like you think he's like purposely missing weight? 
I mean, he was fighting with Paulo Costa as well. Yeah, he, he was very distracted. He was all he over was, the place, and he didn't make weight. Uh, it's and it was rumored, it was reported from inside of the camp that he wasn't trying to make weight at all. So I think it was a calculated cheat. Honestly, that's what I think. He was just going to miss weight, take the twenty percent cut in his purse, and go in more healthy to fight Nate and uh, just not make a weights. A loss, so a big W there. But anyway, wow, yeah, big uh, loss of fans too. I think he lost a little bit of stock this fight. Ah, uh, definitely. Well, I for yeah, for sure. With me, I mean, I see him differently. You got to make weight, man. You got to just show the discipline. He didn't show any discipline. Yeah, and it's like a psychological cop out to to not make weight. But anyway. Um, I mean, Johnny Walker's fighting also. There's, it's a totally good card. So Yeah, I'm stoked to watch it. That. Yeah. Um, what I'm not stoked to watch is the future or virtual babies. Oh, uh, this made me a little sad. It wasn't this the weirdest shit. So Sick. it's thought that by 2070, virtual babies in the virtual reality world that are going to cost 25 per month, 5100 $25. 25 a month. Uh, that's going to be about 5,100 by the time they reach high school, as opposed to 230,000, the average kid by the age of 17. It's supposed to be one of the biggest revolutions since the Bronze Age for mankind. Because by 2070, a lot of people are going to be considering virtual babies compared to the Tamagotchi generation, which I did have a Tamagotchi when I was in third grade. Based on studies into why couples choose to remain childless, I think it would be reasonable to expect as many as 20% of people choosing to have an AR baby over a real one. Who is this? Said Catriona Campbell, the former technology advisor for British government, and who also has a book coming out related to this called AI by Design, A Plan for Living with Artificial Intelligence, which is out this week. How about no? Yeah, this is, oof. I don't know. So this the idea, is, I guess, is that we're worried about overpopulation. Yeah. So um, we have to shift to having virtual babies, you know, because the world just has too many people in it. We can't feed them, give them health care, give them shelter. So this is the only way out, Dylan. You can't have kids. You have to have a virtual baby now. Yeah, but listen to some of the shit this lady said. Campbell, the virtual, the artificial intelligence expert lady, she said virtual children may seem like a giant leap from where we are now, but within 50 years, technology will have advanced to such an extent that babies which exist in the metaverse are indistinct from those in the real world. Get the fuck Get out the of fuck here. Get the fuck out of here. That these people are fucking insane, man. Why? Like, who gives a fuck? We got to work on. Honestly, think about somebody out there who thinks that this people problem is so big. They're focused on making virtual babies a thing to save us instead of, you know, air filters for smog and salt filters for ocean water. Somebody I'm supposed to believe is actually out there. Like, well, it's, it's, we got it's climate, we're climate change, Dylan. Think of climate change, buddy. That's how ridiculous this is. Like somebody is actually out there working on this as a solution to fucking climate change. This is so insane. Who it's more cares? Environmentally, it's more environmentally friendly than another real human being. All the coal and required to humans. run the virtual world where people are going to be feeding their babies. And no shit. It's so fucking dumb. Fortnite's the first step in that direction. I mean, that's the dumbest game ever. If you like Fortnite, sorry, we'll have to agree to disagree. But a game where you get fucking nowhere. Man, I say what you want about me, but when I get a game, and even Destiny 2, because there's no... I'm going to say Destiny, you don't really get anywhere. There's no there's missions, there's campaign, but ultimately there's no end. So... But even less than that is Fortnite, where there's literally nothing. And why? Have you played Fortnite or are you just judging it? I don't have to because I've played actual <laughs> open world games. Why the fuck would I play a game that looks like shit as I'm open saying, world? You can date. Like, I don't I've have never, to. I've never That's like me it, asking you, have you, well, have you ever driven a really old fucking piece of shit car? It's like, I don't have to to know it's a fucking piece of shit because I drive a car. I can only imagine what a fucking piece of shit car is. Worse than this. 
Like, what is Fortnite compared to Destiny 2? And Destiny 2 is even, like, dude, come on, make an end to it at some point. Yeah, I don't know, but I think I don't know anything about Fortnite. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't so know. What am I talking about? That's the sucks. first step to this world of virtual babies. You're going to raise a virtual baby for what? If it's a game, okay, but they're talking about climate change shit. We're going to raise virtual babies because climate so, change, this is per insane. This, per this article, the technologist, Campbell, suggested that parental satisfaction could be even higher with virtual children with more control over how their digital spawn is designed. Their lifespan could be pre-programmed and exist in real time or allow parents to activate them at their convenience as children on demand. What in the fuck are they? Activate them as children on demand. I think I've read enough, dude. Yeah, let's move on. This I think I've just, read enough. This, this, is, this, this is sad. I'm about to eat a bag of chips on the mic. This is how much I'm getting upset. Like, don't tempt me, dude. You know what else makes me You know me what upset? else is ups- Fucking fuck. Brett Favre, dude. dude. What the fuck, buddy? This is messed up. I don't even know if Brett Favre had had anything to do with this, but whenever I tell people that charities are bullshit, this is what I'm talking about. Well, this isn't even charity. This is even worse than charity. This is welfare money. Yeah, this is the tenth, the tenth fund in Mississippi, essentially getting getting raided, which is like yeah, what Dylan said, the welfare fund of Mississippi. So taxpayer money um, that just gets raided, where these fucking politicians are just doling it out to like. Their nephews, their like people that we used to go to college in Mississippi that that like NFL quarterbacks and ex WWE fucking people like what? And then they're turning people down for welfare. Like it, it has like the yeah. lowest the lowest enrollment of welfare of any state, which is insane. They're telling them they don't just don't have the funds for it. Meanwhile, they're giving out like one point one million dollars to Brett Favre for speeches that he never gave. You know, a four hundred thousand yeah. dollars to this governor's nephew f- for teaching a coding class, even though Dude, he yeah. doesn't know how to code and doesn't know how to teach. So he got four hundred thousand dollars for say nothing. Say that again. The governor's nephew got wait, a wait, contract wait. to teach coding. No, no, no. Actually, skills. I'm sorry. I got that wrong. Wasn't the governor's nephew? It was the the person who was in charge of the fund. I forget his name. It's the TA, in here. And the TANFF welfare fund is a Mississippi welfare fund where like so let, let's just let's just recap that. So yeah, let's go, let's go through it. Sorry, I'm like getting ahead of myself. My bad. Because so, yeah, shit is this angry, angry. This is crazy. Very, so the state of Mississippi uh Paid Brett Favre $1.1 million in 2017 and, and 2018 to make motivational speeches out of federal welf- welfare funds intended for needy families from the TANF, T-A-N-F fund. The Mississippi State Auditor said Favre never gave the speeches and demanded the money back with interest. Favre paid the money back but not the interest. Uh, Favre hasn't been accused of a crime. Holmes acknowledged the FBI questioned Favre in the case, wasn't reported. Phil Bryant, a Republican, uh, after he issued a subpoena seeking more information about the roles, what happened there? Oh, he was fired. The state welfare agency fired Phil Bryant, a Republican. He was the lawyer. Yeah, he was a lawyer that was hired to basically get back some of the money from this fraud, essentially. And uh, And Shad White, former Republican, uncovered the fraud. Right, right. So the, Tate, Republican Tate Reeves, who's the governor of Mississippi right now, he fired this lawyer saying, well, look, this guy has a political agenda. You know, he's an ex. Uh, he used to work for the Clinton administration, right? He's a Clinton appointed former U.S. attorney. So Tate's like, this guy has a political agenda. That's why he's looking into these Republican uh, members of par- uh, of legislature and the ex-Republican governor trying to pin this shit on them right that's basically what tate was saying but this whole thing about the misspending and fraud was started by a republican who uh, an auditor who is shad white he's the one who actually uncovered the misspending and the fraud so uh now you have this fired lawyer Pigott, who's now going to going to the media with all this stuff and and what you were saying earlier well let's go over these numbers man so the speeches aren't the only welfare grants tied to farve uh, Piggott, that guy, showed that Favre th- 
looked for $3.2 million in grants for a drug company in which he was a shareholder and $5 million, a $5 million award that built the volleyball arena at the University of Southern Mississippi where his daughter played the sport and where he played football. So all of this welfare money for needy people is going to Favre and his daughter's fucking football team. Yeah, just this is $3.2 million taken from the Tanth Fund. And that's not even all of For a drug company and then $5 million to build this volleyball arena. So these funds were just like pulled from where they weren't, like taxpayer money that's pulled from where they're not supposed to be spent. Yeah, dude, and how infuriating is this shit, bro? And like, the, that, this is where your money is going. Yeah, dude. Whenever and, you look at your paycheck and you see all these these fucking taxes taken out, and that guy Austin, exactly, dude, and that guy Austin Smith, uh, the auditor, Davis directed one contract to Austin Smith, his Actually, nephew. Oh, tax. That's different, but still. Either way, this kid was paid. The auditor said Davis directed one contract to Austin Smith, his nephew. So Davis's nephew who was paid more than 400,000 to provide coding skills classes, even though prosecutors alleged he had no such skills and did not know how to teach. Even if he did, he got 400 grand, dude. Membership has his benefits. And so at David, least- so Describe who Davis was. Davis was the welfare agency director. So he is the one who is in charge of the TAMF. The director of the fucking welfare agency gave your tax money to his fucking nephew to teach coding skills and he doesn't know how to code. So while you didn't get any help during the pandemic or for college or fucking enough food stamps, to raise your kids. Don't worry, because Brett Favre's daughter got a nice new volleyball gym so she could go right on to the fucking big leagues and bypass working at Waffle House 50 hours a week. Don't worry, guys. The government's got it under control. They're passionate about their jobs, Jesse. Okay? Mm -hmm. At least $3 million went to Ted DiBiase, a retired professional wrestler. Marcus Dupree, a former college football star, received 370 grand in welfare funds. College football star. Hey, remember me? 2017 championship. I scored the running game point or whatever the fuck. Can I get some money? <laughs> Paula Cost, the current governor's athletic trainer, was paid 300 grand. The current governor's athletic trainer. For a fitness boot camp for the legislators. He gave a fitness boot camp to the fucking legislators. It cost 300 grand to put together a fitness boot camp. They better be in shape. Fat fucking senators. That's all I'm saying. And this is Mississippi's welfare program. This is where their money meant. Now let's get into this. This year, 2,500 children received benefits, officials said, in a state with 192,000 poor children. Read their statement before that. According Mississippi to state rejects figures, more than 90%. They reject more than they 90%. They reject more than 90% that apply for uh, welfare known as temporary assistance for needy families. That's the fund, the TANF fund. Now we're getting into the juicy part. Tamara Edwards raised four children on her own while working a series of low-wage jobs. She was denied TANF money in 2009, even though she said her income was low enough. Quote, they told me I di- they didn't have the funds. She said, <laughs> because it was going to this volleyball arena and this motherfucker who's supposed to be teaching coding. His fucking nephew. You know and what I'm saying? This lady can barely raise her family. Rich people, man. And I love rich people because my clients are rich people, but like their son pulled into the neighborhood yesterday and I recognized him. I waved. I don't think he saw me. Dude, this, this is a fucking mansion, this place. And. Their kids are just rich kids. And he pulls into the neighborhood in a purple, brand new, fucking nice ass Porsche. And he's like 22. And he pulls in and his bumper just scrapes the bottom and he doesn't even flinch. Like there wasn't like nothing. He was just like, ah, that's a fucking my fucking bumper just like in a fucking purple ass Porsche. So these. You know, I'm not saying him, but like these are the types of kids that are getting millions of dollars launched into the stratosphere of success and people aren't even getting their welfare. And I'm the fucking crazy guy because I tell my friends, don't trust the goddamn government. The money's not going where you think. And they're like, oh, my family was a Trump supporter, too. I know how you think. Fuck off, cocksucker. These motherfuckers <laughs> are taking your money. Round up your transaction to go to Red Cross to help needy kids. Suck my fucking dick, bitch. 
and go actually help people, <laughs> you fucking cocksucker. Like, this is insane, dude. It really, this really isn't. This was an it's infuri- insane. infuriating article. It's it really insane. Was. I mean, I didn't know this was going on. Why is this not a bigger story? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, why? Dude. According to Oletta Fitzgerald, TANF has been a slush fund for a long time. Mississippi is the poorest doggone state in the country. Where is the money and what are they doing with it? There's nobody on welfare. Welfare participation rates are way down and no one knows where that money is being spent. And DHS, the State Department of Human Services, will tell you that the reason they cannot go about allocating the TANF funds is because they can't find any families who are eligible. Go outside and throw a rock. It's Mississippi. You can find an eligible family. How fucking insane is that statement? Whenever you like, everyone in the entire United States knows that Mississippi's at the fucking absolute bottom when it comes to like, or not, I guess the top when it comes to poverty. Like, it's the poorest state in the union, or isn't it? Like, am I wrong about that? It is. It's. The I, I always state. hear about that. It's the poorest state in the union, right? It has the worst education rates. Like the worst, like worst everything. Bottom of, um. I guess when you look at the percentage of people who have jobs, like the worst in the country. That's why the girls and are they're the like, hottest. oh, we can't, we can't find any, we can't find any yeah. welfare here. 90%, we got to deny 90%. They have too much money. So we got to give this 400 grand to my nephew that is teaching this coding class, this, this imaginary coding class. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. <laughs> Meanwhile, that kid's pulling into his neighborhood, scraping his Porsche bumper on the ground and not yeah. even caring. And you're at home he, like, he, fuck, I don't want to go to work again. He's at 400 grand <laughs> to put a down payment on that new purple Porsche. Oh my God. He's spent it all. He's spent it all in one lick, probably. He's spent it all on just the purple. <laughs> yeah, just to get it custom made. Fuck, dude. With a fucking douchebag license plate. Anyway. How fucking fucked up is um, that? We have some depressing ass topics this week. Yeah, sorry guys. It's current events. This next you. one with China, uh, China surveillance state is scary. So I don't know if we want to watch this video on. Oh, on fuck, pod. dude. Like, it's like 13 minutes long. Um, it's a little I, long. Um, but I, I hadn't, you know, I knew China was bad when it comes to surveillance, but. I didn't realize that it went to the extent that they go, right? The video just kind of starts off talking about the cameras, right? There are cameras absolutely everywhere in China. Um, the New York Dylan will post the link in the podcast notes, so I encourage you go, to go watch the whole thing. And if you Dylan, you want to put play parts of it, that's cool. If you have it like booked up, uh, can you hear- bookmarked? I mean, no, I can't hear it, but. Um, the New York Times did a, actually a great journalistic piece here where they obtained, I don't know how many thousands, like hundreds of thousands of documents of contracts uh, from basically these surveillance and surveillance contractors and technology companies, um, these contracts between the Chinese government and my bad. No, you're, that was my bad. Contracts between the Chinese government and these, these, uh, all these uh, companies. And man, uh, they did an analysis of all these documents and really found some insane things about just the sheer magnitude of the data that China collects on everybody. I just realized that they can they can observe from this. I didn't watch this video. I made a mental note to watch it because it wasn't readable and I didn't watch it because I freaking forgot to watch it. It's good. So just I guess I'll just cover some some points from it, right? That one of the things talk about is the cameras, right? There are over a billion cameras in China that China has used, like based on a billion. Yeah, a billion. Dude, Mo- the, the most camera, the mo- most surveillance cameras in the world. Um, they use facial recognition software on these cameras. Um, one of the statistics they quoted in the videos that there were just for a single province. 2.5 billion facial images stored at a single time for a single province, um, which is three times larger than the entire database that was uncovered that the U.S. uses for facial recognition with their NSA stuff. Uh, these cameras feed videos into police networks. Um, they put them where people basically shop, live, learn, and travel. And it, you know it's all run by this powerful AI software. 
Um, so that's just step one is the cameras, right? Which is ca capture you while you're out, up, out and about in public. Then when the, to track your private life, they have uh, your phones, right? And they have all, all these phone trackers connected all throughout their cities and provinces. And the way these phone trackers work, so your, your phone basically sends out a signal looking for new Wi-Fi, like the strongest Wi-Fi signal constantly, right? It's constantly cycling to do this. Um, that's how your iPhone, whenever you get home, it knows to connect to your home network immediately. Well, China has these MC, IMMC trackers and Wi-Fi snippers that basically intercept this signal and gather the device's uh, unique device ID because every phone has one of those. And then they can use that to basically track you around your city as your phone is pinging all these MC trackers and Wi-Fi sniffers, right? So they can they can track you on camera and then with your location, with your phones like that all around cities. Then to take it a step further, they use this weak, if you use weak passwords and things like that, then they can get even another level of control where they essentially can get access to your apps. So for instance, they can track like app usage um, where in one case they were tracking Uyghur, the Uyghur to Chinese, Uyghurs, yeah. yeah, Uyghur to Chinese translation apps. They were looking at who, whose phones had that app installed so that they could track the Uyghur Muslims, right? That's an example of where they would use that. They use that type of surveillance. So that that's just from the phone and the camera aspect of things. Then it goes into, well, now they're starting to collect biometric data like irises, right? Like your voice data. And so they're, they're tracking things like they on their cameras in one province, the, the police have a contract in place where they can uh, basically record voice data uh, on all of the cameras that they have set up, which is everywhere within, I think, 300 feet or 300 yards of the camera. And so they're collecting all this voice data on all their citizens as well. And this is all in the name of preventing crime, essentially, right? This is all to track criminals. If you're watching this and, and if you're listening to this, I'm screen sharing the video and it's playing along while Jesse narrates. So go check that out. It's pretty dope. Yeah, it's 13 minutes and I'm, I'm covering just a super duper high level point. It's really well done. New York Times did a great journalistic piece on this, I have to say. Um, I mean, that's... That's the gist of it right there. They go into talking about how, oh, um, when they started to realize like, well, voice data changes. So now they have to start collecting things that are um, a little bit more concrete. So now they're starting to collect DNA. So, and specifically on DNA on men. And um, let me see, I took a screenshot of this part of the video to explain how that works. Airdrop it. I'll just text it to you and you can share it on your screen. I wonder how much of it is propaganda also, because let's not forget America's also pretty bad. Oh yeah. And actually at the very end of the video, she says this creepy thing. Like the goal is like total surveillance and control of its citizens. And it's not going to stop at China. Like exactly. what? Exactly. What the fuck? What? This, that's what the, the fucking reporter said at the end of this video. I was like, what? That's how the Wi-Fi sniffer stuff works, right? Motherfucking fucker, dude. Yeah. Scary shit, man. Um, you got that text? Yeah. Yeah. So essentially one part of the DNA, the Y chromosome is able to be is passed down paternally right so they can track from that y chromosome like if they have a suspect of a crime they can get their dna and from the y chromosome if they have like this database of all the male dna they can figure out the family name the geographic origin and the ethnicity of that person and that's the slippery just slope off the y chromosome because people <laughs> accept this so you can figure out crime but they don't realize that it's so that the crime will not be murder. It'll be saying speaking out against the government. Exactly. Yeah, the police can track you down like 
you say something bad online and you leave your house, well, they know your location as you're traveling through the fucking city based on these phone trackers powered by MZ, MZ trackers and Wi-Fi sniffers. And man, it's, it's that's some scary shit, bro. Yeah. That's about, about yeah. all I got to say about that ball. Uh, yeah, man. And, you know, shadow banning has been a thing. And Aaron, our friend, he called me and I was out and I showed you this, but he asked me, uh, have y'all done any episodes lately? I have been jonesing for an episode and I haven't seen any. I said, yeah, man, we've actually been doing one weekly. And he said, well, I don't see any. And he was searching for us and couldn't find us. And he was like, this is, it was happening in real time on the phone with him. He said, this is weird. I know I subscribed to y'all, but I found y'all just now. And it was hard for him to find us. Hmm. He was searching for us and he knew we changed our name. So he, he sent me a screenshot. He was unsubscribed from our channel. And yeah. Sam Tripoli from Tinfoil Hat and other people have been saying that that's been happening. They've been, they get, and I've been kind of skeptical that maybe you're just not getting new followers. Maybe you think you're better than you are. But it's like, no, nah, I think that's a real thing because we had 22 subscribers on YouTube as opposed to the previous 19. With them unsubscribing Aaron, that means there was 18. That means we gained four. I never got a notification it was only because Aaron showed me that and I noticed because I knew our previous number. Now we got 22 subscribers. So we gained four. Where's my notification? Why haven't I seen anything? So I go to the bell. It's not red, but I click on it anyway. And there's one person that subscribed to us. So it didn't even give me a notification. And then I go through it and it only shows me one person. And then we had like so many views on the, that one video finally, like 125. It was crazy. So it was yeah. weird. Like these really sketchy topics got some traction It unsubscribed Aaron didn't tell us about four more except one only because I knew to look so it's weird stuff going on and 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 like at the level YouTube is at and they can't figure out how to just get that shit right you can't tell me it's a glitch you think it has to do with the name change or not or I think it has to do with our subject matter and there's I mean, an algorithm whenever I upload the only reason, videos, the only reason you, I'm skeptical skeptical about that is just because like Damn, they'd have to have like a solid ass algorithm to be able to sift through our content and they find do. what we're let talking me, about. Let me finish because they I'm do. I'm sorry. Go ahead. When you upload a video, it uploads the video and then there's a whole processing phase after it's uploaded. And there's like three or four times as much the time it took to upload. That didn't make any sense. But if it took an hour to upload, it'll take like three hours to process. Understood. Yeah. And what's, what it's doing is transcribing every word and everything on the screen oh, so they, that is true that there is a transcription of every youtube video they transcribe everything they know exactly what your video is about and then they know where to put it and we've been talking about all the current trump shit we've been talking about officers at january 6th that weren't killed by violence they commit like we've been talking about everything we've been talking a while dylan and we don't i mean I'm not saying we should have more views but i'm just saying yeah i do think the algorithm definitely squashes us over here in the corner and Pro that's, flex that's with us. probably i mean i don't see any reason other than maybe possibly a name change automatically unsubscribes and people about well, why aaron would have to go and resubscribe to us and aaron's our most regular listener shout out to yeah. aaron so that's why they would probably unsubscribe him when we're on a when we're on a roll when we're tearing down the system and they know we're talking about what they don't want us to and they know all our regular listeners are out there waiting they're not getting nothing it's been a month and aaron has not been updated you feel what i'm saying yeah that's fun it's that stuff it's been a month we haven't missed that much damn we've been week we've been weekly for the last month and aaron has not gotten a single episode and he listens all the time so if they're shadow banning then yeah it makes sense to me well, and that's so like, this is the tip of the iceberg with this China surveillance stuff. Like really, I encourage you, you guys go check out that video. It is, uh, it's an intriguing watch into just the level of surveillance that they have going on. And I think the reporters probably onto something when they say like, this does not stop at China, right? These governments are going to yeah. figure out ways to use these technologies on their people when they see how well it works for China. So... 
Um, before we jump into the last article, do you want to pause it right here? I'll go feed Lily and then we'll uh, yeah. hop back in to the very last article we got. Yep. Sounds good. Cool. I'll be back in about five, five, ten. All right. All right. See you. Dude, you know what I was just thinking, man? What's that? Brett Favre doesn't have to have known that money came from the welfare fund. It doesn't matter. Like the buck stops at Brett Favre accepting five mil from anybody else. Brett Favre should have said, nah, man, I don't need your five mil. I'm Brett Favre, bitch. I'll pay for it and I'll build my daughter a $20,000 gym in the corner of my mansion property. I don't need your five mil. So like tamp for no tamp, Brett Favre can suck a fat dick for taking anybody's five mil to build his fucking daughter who's never had a job, a $5 million volleyball gym. You fucking cock. Do you know what I'm saying? Does that yeah, make sense? He, or am he, I yeah, do, no, it definitely makes sense. Um, Oh, did you, did, I know we're going back to this article, but so he had how much that went into that drug company? Two million? Two million. Two million that went <laughs> into that drug company. Listen to what he says about the drug company. Let me find it. About cutting the governor in, right? Yeah, if it's not illegal, I'll give him some of my shares too. Well, he said... <laughs> No, let me. What, I don't even I wanna, know what the wanna, fuck he's doing. He's just like, hey, if we can do this, I'll. Fucking. So it says the drug company Provacus was touting treatments to mitigate the effects of concussions, although none were approved by the FDA. In some texts, Favre was suggesting awarding shares in the drug company to, to the governor at the time, Bryant. And then he says in these text messages, "Don't know if legal or not, but we need to cut him in." Favre said, "No." So he knows he's doing something fucking wrong, right? Yeah. And then he says, um, following up three days later, he wrote, also, if legal, I'll give some of my shares to the governor. So this is tit for tat bullshit that they're doing. Uh, it's gross. Man. <laughs> this is fucking it. crazy, dude. What a fucked up world. And Brett Favre. Up world. Like, I like Brett Favre, too. I'll just up. wrap it up with this. But when you're looking at pop culture from Brett Favre to whoever the fuck, who knows what you're actually looking at? You thought you were looking at the greatest quarterback ever. You're looking at a fucking dude who's looking for handouts at the expense of hard work and taxpayers. Uh, he def and he defend and he tried defending himself too. Not not me saying fuck you. I'm saying Brett Favre saying fuck you. Like fuck you. Just give me whatever free money I can get. Uh, what and you know? Hey Brett Favre, fuck you, buddy. Fuck you, buddy. Like, what's yeah, fuck what's you, buddy. like what? Let's you know. I'm just pontificating real quick, but you know, let's just throw out some celebrities. Uh, LeBron James, part of some charities. I wonder, wonder where all that money's going. You ever notice, like, it's a business thing. Successful, successful people, especially athletes. A famous skateboarder, Ryan Sheckler, own foundation. Paul Ryder, own foundation. Everybody's got their foundation. The Rock, found. Everybody's got a foundation. Yeah. That's true. They make money doing that. They get all kind of fucking. You don't have to spend the yeah, money to do anything. You can just well, do little projects here is, and there. You just you just got to spend what ten percent. I got five million in donations last year. Profit, but I only spent eight hundred and fifty thousand on construction projects. That looks like I'm pretty busy because when you got three things around town with your name, like hey, it was the charity they're building shit. Right. No, they don't you know you. Got a point. They don't know you got four point two mil just sitting in the bank, like you know. That's how they do, man. It's fucked up. That's yeah. That's why they they all have a, a nonprofit or a, a charity for for a reason. Yeah. Um, it's gross, anyway. man. This is all gross. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Man. Fucking so, gross. So. You know, this is gross. That this is not a bigger story about adults aged thirty-five to forty-four yeah. dying at twice the expected rate last summer, and this is based off of life insurance data, which life insurance companies are definitely invested in yeah people dying because they like, don't want to have to make that fucking payout exactly you're not about to come claim that <laughs> shit hold on so this was a, a 
a study done by the Society of Actuaries, right? What the fuck um, is an actuary? I don't know. I'm That's, cursing too much, guys. I'm sorry. It was an angry episode. It, I played. Yeah, it is. It's um, an actuary is a person who compiles and analyzes statistics and uses them to calculate insurance risks and premiums. Um, there you go. Okay. Um, they asked 20 of the participating life and 20 of the top 21 top life insurance companies. They asked them um, how they determine the cause of death for the claims. Um, 18 of the 18 that responded, 17 said they listed COVID-19 as the cause of death. If it's listed anywhere on the death certificate, while eight of the 18 said they go further and communicate with relatives and the medical examiner and look at other sources to try to determine the true cause of death. Um, so this was kind of a study to figure out what COVID's impact was on life and on the life insurance sector over the past couple of years. So, um, the report looked at claims filed under group life insurance policies during 24 months of the pandemic from April 2020th to March 2022. Um, they used data from three years before the pandemic to set the baseline for the expected deaths. They did, while COVID did play a majority of, uh, play some role in the majority of excess deaths for adults over the age of 34 during the two pandemic years, the opposite was true for younger people. 34 and younger, the number of excess non-COVID deaths was higher than those related to COVID, the data shows. So um, that's, I mean, I guess, obviously be expected. COVID definitely affects older people way more than younger people. But what this article goes on to kind of um, allude to is that you started seeing these spikes in deaths right around whenever the vaccine mandate came down. Double. Double. Was, was it double? It was like double the deaths of 18 year olds to 34 year olds. Yeah, let's to see. 44. During the third quarter of last year, deaths in the uh, age bracket of 25 to 34 were 78% above the expected level. Wow. And then for people aged 45 to 50 were 80% higher than expected. And then excess mortality was 53% above the baseline for ages 55 to 64. And then that's, I, mean, I kind of jumped the gun and I read this next paragraph about how they determine whether COVID was a cause or not. So the 18 of them basically said that if COVID is, if COVID is listed anywhere on the death certificate, that's the cause of death. And only, well, only eight of those 18 said that they go a little further and try and figure out, well, was COVID the primary cause of death or did they just have COVID at the time of death, basically? Um, one stated that it only recorded COVID as a cause of death when it could be determined to be the primary cause. So, interesting. Um, the increase was first brought up by Scott Davison, the CEO of One America, who on a virtual press conference on December 30th, told them that his company and the industry as a whole was seeing a 40% increase in deaths among People ages 18 to 64. I thought this was interesting that he said. He said in the history, it was the highest death rate in the history of life insurance business, and that an increase of mortality of just 10% would normally constitute a three sigma event, a once in a 200 year event. And this so they're seeing a rise of 40%. Wow. So, so a once in 200 year catastrophe, a three sigma event. Four of those is happening at the same time right now, at least. So once yes, an 800 year event is happening right now, we do have to in be the life to, insurance industry. We do have a pandemic going on, but we also had this other thing that they forced everyone to take due to the pandemic that seems that, to be causing. Yeah, that spike is at the at the the spike is at the time of the release of the vaccine. Yeah. So Edward Dow, the hedge fund manager who'd been studying the mortality for the past several months says the death rates among young people is alarming and he pointed that the excess deaths peaked around the time the biden administration mandated COVID 19 vaccines wow. companies rushed to comply whoa Tempor temporarily in that three-month period the change was such that there was something that occurred 
And we all know that what occurred in August, September, and October, it was Biden's mandates that started on September 9th. Wow. That led a lot of corporations to put those mandates in and anticipate those mandates. Wow. Um, yeah. I remember that time, dude. Everybody was getting COVID and everybody was vaccinated. Everybody. You know what's fucking shitty is that now we know that what a waste of fucking time it was to even get the fucking vaccine. You know? Yeah. And I got it, you know? I, me too. And I should have told my job to go fuck themselves. I, me too. I feel stupid about it now because now you have all these people having health issues from. I, I don't have any. Like, I, I can't say I feel issues from the vaccine. But like, I took I the just, thing. I'm fine. I, but yeah, I hate even having, have, even to have had to put myself at risk due to public shaming or yeah, um, government mandates. Fuck, kind of pisses me off a little bit. Yeah, considering that we now know that they didn't really look at the and none of them effects of these things. Nobody in any, any level of detail before before forcing people to take it. Just picking my nose on there. Yeah, well, crazy. It is what it is, you know. I mean, how many times do you live through a pandemic and have to work corporate jobs where you gotta fucking do shit you don't want to do? It's fucked up. Yeah, you know, I should have. I have coworkers that basically told them to go fuck themselves. I should have done what they did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fuck. But I didn't. Anyway, this article. Fuck themselves. Yeah, of course I could, but you didn't get. I got bills to pay. You no, get the booster. Fuck no. You don't wear that fucking mask. Fuck no. Fuck their fucking pronouns. Fuck all their stupid shit in their meetings. There's still a lot of opportunities down the course to tell them to go fuck themselves. So Yeah. Well they haven't told me to go fuck myself and ultimately, so I'm fine. Like they haven't yeah. really crossed that threshold. So yeah. Um they, this article goes on to talk about Robert Malone. I mean he talks about a lot of this stuff. If you listen to like his Rogan episodes and stuff like that, how excess mortality should be a signal, a trigger. Um, if you're running a clinical trial and you see this kind of excess mortality, you stop the trial, you investigate the cause before you proceed. Um, you typically stop the dis- distribution of this type of drug until you have it sorted out. You know, he's, and he cited some examples of thalidomide, thal- which is a morning sickness medication that was prescribed to pregnant women in the 50s and 60s to treat morning sickness but cause deformities in their unborn children. And then he cites cholesterol medication as, uh, as another example of how in the 90s they, they showed that cholesterol was a bad actor that caused heart disease and the numbers would drop if it be brought down. So they came out with these great cholesterol medications. People stopped dying of heart attacks, but then they started killing themselves because it caused depression basically when you pull cholesterol out the brain so um wow. yeah some interesting things that he said about all this stuff and how shitty the drug companies have been in the government when it comes to this these types of things so yeah not great none of these articles are very positive today dylan none no fun ones sorry it's all good it was good stuff but angering stuff the world is fucked it's the perfect time to start a controversial podcast that does not get favored in any algorithms what could be <laughs> a better choice well i uh, know we we picked yeah. the and then when there's four million podcasts out there now we picked the perfect yeah. time <clears throat> like at best we'll go viral and have all of our banks and paypal's shut down immediately <laughs> that's like that's exactly exactly at best yeah like that's basically what we're going for yeah well let's hope if they don't shut them up if you think about it <laughs> like if you think that's about, about it. the best we could hope for what's the end goal here damn i don't know i guess that's really the only thing that can ultimately <laughs> this can ultimately lead to at this yeah. point like what's the end goal Just get banned oh man get banned and then start all over on our own website 12 years later we're we're moving everything over to our own server <laughs> it's taking a while guys fuck like, anyway fuck man on a positive note um i uh one of my neighbors was moving out and i got uh, another piece of gym equipment i'm excited about that gave me oh, i got nice. a, a heavy bag and a, a heavy bag stand 
It's like a three hundred dollar like little setup I got for free. I was like, I'll take it. Turn those hips every time. I'll take it. Yeah, that's cool. Anyway, trying to find something positive to end on. Yeah, you need to get some hand wraps now. Yeah, I do. I don't fuck with it because I don't have any hand wraps or anything right now. Take all your anger out. uh, Yeah, it'll be fun. Where I can, I can. Think about these articles and go beat the shit out of a heavy bag. Yeah, put Brett Favre's face on it. Man, I can't. Like, I used to like Brett Favre growing up. I know. What the fuck is he doing taking anybody's money for a $5 million volleyball gym? Fucking asshole. <laughs> what the fuck was this nephew doing taking $400,000 to, to teach an imaginary coding course? Dude, why, 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 why you five, what's it a $5 million volleyball gym? You got a net, you got a court. I have no idea what the fuck costs five. Yeah, exactly. What is called? Is it the, like the workout water. area? Maybe the strength and conditioning area for recovery and stuff like that. You have these yeah, like state of the art things. Maybe it's I don't all the know. stuff around the gym. It's that yeah, like the volleyball area cannot cost that much. Yeah, it's the lazy river and the <laughs> the lazy river and the rafters <laughs> above. And, yeah, and like the nail salon and the masseuse that like all the volleyball girls will just hang out. It's basically a volleyball girls resort. This and this poor lady in Waffle House can't feed her four fucking kids because these dickheads. Brett Favre's pissed. Ball. He was like, I'm "Fuck! A- I finally figured it out. I had a five million dollar volleyball mansion, and all my daughter and her friends are gonna hang out at. And this fucking auditor ruined my plans." <laughs> fucking Brett. That's exactly <laughs> what happened, man. I'm finally get these annoying ass girls out the house. Anyway. Sad shit. Yeah. That's well, crazy. another one in the books, Dylan. Episode fifty six. Another one in the books. We'll have to do 56. something. Six. Yeah. I have to do something special for a hunter. Yeah, man. Uh, I have a good another friend of mine. They just did their hundredth episode of their podcast. Two. They did a little, the little, the little uh, celebration. It's a What's horror the movie name podcast. Of their show? Oh, we'll give them a shout out. What's their name? Oh fuck, man. What is it? If anyone's listening now, still. I don't have it, man. I'll have to look it up. And we'll post it in the podcast notes if I find it. How about that? Okay. Yeah, he didn't tell me what it was. I look for some positive articles uh, for next Oh, time. dude, it's good. I enjoyed the anger. Uh, yeah. the, uh, that's always fun to get out. Hey, you know, it just is what it day. is, man. Fucking virtual babies by 2070. Gross. Brett Favre and Mississippi welfare is fucked up. Disgusting. Uh, death peak after the vaccine. Tragic. It fucked up, yeah. And don't forget about China surveilling all of their people. Yeah, China and America and who else? Russia, probably everybody. Yeah, everybody except not. like Switzerland and, and some other random country. Some really good, like Norway, probably. No, no cameras here, bro. But other, no cameras here, bro. I don't know, man. Sw- Switzerland housed a bunch of Nazis during the post-war efforts. Anyway, fight predictions. Who you got tomorrow night? I got Nate Diaz. I got uh, yeah. I got Nate Diaz by decision. This would be a good five rounds. What does Tony normally fight at? Lightweight. But he's 14. I know, so he's like normally 155. Yeah, so it's he, like him and Nate are the going same. Up. They both have a welterweight records. Tony said he's 14 and 2 at welterweight all knockouts. So he's fought a long time at welterweight, which I didn't know. So this yeah, is but what what weight is he going into this fight at? Like I mean, what what he what did he weigh in at yesterday? I mean today, he, I guess. He was weighing in at welterweight for Legion Ling. So it's hey, oh, like, it was welterweight match. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So all right. Yeah. And I got Nate cool. by five round majority decision. I don't think he, he can't I got uh, I don't think he's gonna get Nate out of there. Man, I don't know how to call Kamzat and Kevin Holland. Kevin Holland's unpredictable and if Kamzat didn't walk through Burns, I don't think he's gonna walk through anybody else. I don't think he's walking through anybody anymore as long as he's at the top of the division, especially if he's not able to make it's a tough fight. Yeah. So and, and his mental and his mental state's fucked right now. Maybe yeah. I got Holland on that one. Yeah. First loss for first loss for Hamzad. Maybe I'll put some money on that because I'm sure Holland will be an underdog. 
Kevin Holland fought at 205 against Tiago Santos, who some people think beat John Jones, and he did yeah. not get finished. Who, by the way, got cut today. Yeah, and he fights for PFL now. But I'm saying Kevin oh, Holland. I didn't know that. Kevin Holland, yeah, Kevin Holland, he didn't get finished by Tiago Santos. No reason to think he's going to get finished by this version of Kamzat. So I got Holland and I got Diaz. I got Holland by submission. Train, you think the hype train was just too too much on Hamzat? I don't know what after you was. watched the after you watched the Burns fight, right? Like he dominated everyone up until that point, and Burns just fucking. I think Nate gets into people's head, man. I think when it comes down to it, and I think when Kamzat saw 57 of his crew, 57 members of his crew there, and reality set in that Nate's a different kind of dude. That's honestly what I think happened. Nate's a really? different kind of yeah. Nate's a different kind of dude, man. And once you know they get face to face, and he sees what's up, I think he realized like I'm not walking through this guy hmm. at all. That's I honestly think that was a factor because there's no reason he made weight against Burns. There's no reason he should have missed the weight other than well, just one of the take. One of the takes I saw online was that he did it on purpose so that Nate would get the fight that he deserved, which was Ferguson and he could get Holland. I was like, I doubt that so, was like, oh, like he's going to ruin his fucking reputation with Dana and his namesake yeah, that's to give so Nate the proper fight to go out on anyway. Yeah, so, um, so no, I, I, I'm going to go Holland on yeah, me too. Uh, the Hamzat and Holland fight. And I'm going Leech on yeah, I got Leech. D-Rod. Specifically because of the interview I saw of the other guy. I mean, that guy fucking is, he's going to be just oh, stiff and winging punches. And you leaves. saw the, yeah, it's you saw the memes it. about Lee Jingling's uh, suit that he had all prepped and ready to go I'm for the- sleep, Sleeping on the hotel bed. For the ready to go for the press conference, yeah. and he's going to walk out, and they canceled the fucking press conference on the last minute. Like, poor guy. Yeah. Do you get fucked twice in one week? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, funny. I'm excited for it, though, man. Um, I wish we could do a fight companion on one of these one night, like watch it live together on a pod. That'd be that, cool. That'd be fun. Um, um, but it'd be hard to pull off considering we both. Uh, I'm going to see Five Iron Frenzy and maybe, the Planet maybe, Smashers. Maybe if either one of us paid for the for the for the pay-per-view we'd we'd be able to do that without it like crashing and shit illegally streaming an illegal stream podcasting it while you illegally stream it <laughs> maybe we shouldn't say that shit on air on a podcast cut that part out Anyway, ah, it's just joking. Yeah, we're, we're just, just, we're just joking. We don't really do that. No, just joking. I'm going to see Five Iron Frenzy and the Planet Smashers tomorrow night. Oh, cool, man! The first time ever seeing Five Iron. I can't believe that you love. You've always loved that band. I had a chance to go see him, and some guy at my school that doesn't even like him, Sean, and them gave him the last ticket, and I'm still feeling but kind of betrayed. Like, why the fuck would y'all give him the last ticket? And you didn't. Nobody even fucking called me. Oh man! So I never. That's kind of fucked. To, it is. Like, why the fuck did that happen? Anyways, so so now, and where are they now? Exactly. They're not going to see him now. See, it's their official CD release show. So, right here in their hometown. First time seeing them. It's gonna be great. That's awesome. You ain't gotta travel all far to go to it and shit. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Right yep. Well, have a good time, man. Thanks, man. I will. It's going to be awesome. And uh, I will be working. So you enjoy that. I will. And uh, we'll see y'all next week on, you know, between Wednesday and Friday, one of those days. Yep. Shoot it out. Wednesday. I'll find some uh, happy articles. We'll talk I'll about also try and, do, try and do a look around, too, if it's a little slower at work, which I doubt we'll, it. But We'll I'll talk try. about astrophysics and, like, the new Mustang or something. Nah, man, don't worry about the happy articles. I think the ones you pulled this week were relevant and um, powerful. I liked it. Good job. Thanks, man. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you all next week. Later.